Welcome, everyone, to episode two of a new podcast I've been working on called Dear America. Uh, it's just sitting down with veterans, kind of getting their stories directly. Uh, it's not glamorized, it's not Hollywood-wised, and I'm not making money off this, so it's not a, a national news media source. Um, today, we're sitting down with U.S. Army veterans Corey, Penny, and Josh. Thank you all for coming down today. And this, real quick, um, want to introduce yourself to everyone to listening. Sweet. So, yeah, my name's Corey. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Corey Mulhern, uh, 25 years, and uh, just retired last May. So, Congrats. Uh, and oh, by the way, I'll just throw out that uh, I commissioned OCS and not West Point or o- our ROTC, so I'm not a total douchebag. So, <laughs> so you weren't a butter bar? Is that- <laughs> of course, yeah. No, 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 he was a butter I, bar. I was a butter bar, but I, I didn't <laughs> come bar. up as it, one of those pretentious and arrogant and he wasn't a fu- He wasn't a fake butter bar. But you were my butter bar, so. <laughs> I was your butter bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, was, I was these guys' butter bars, and he was. Can, uh, yeah, right on. Anymore. Germany. Uh, my name's Penny. It's Kevin Pentel. I was retired. I'm retired. Started in first class. I retired about a year and a half ago. I think it was. Um, actually, almost two years ago now. I thought you retired as a master sergeant. Well, I was supposed to be a master sergeant. I never actually got promoted though. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Uh, yeah, I you got, got uh, medically shot out before I got a chance to get promoted. So, um, but yeah, I had 20 years, um, almost right on the button. So, uh, army the whole time. So, uh, my name is Josh Eads. I'm um, first sergeant Josh Eads. Um, yeah. I retired pretty much about the same time that Colonel Mulhern did uh, last April. Corey. And I always call you Colonel Mulhern, you know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I did 20 years, retired, um, had a great career. It was fun. I don't miss the work. Not at all. I miss the people, but, you know, most of the people that I knew are getting retired too, so fuck it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're kind of joking on off air, uh, although it, paperwork seems to be the, the bulk of the job. <laughs> Especially as a first sergeant, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the the more you go up in rank, it doesn't matter where you start out. If you start out as an officer, or if you start out as an NCO, or all you start out as a private, and then you become an NCO. But um, as you move up in rank, the paperwork increases exponentially. <laughs> you know, which you don't you don't really realize that when you first join in. You're like, yeah, you see the stupid posters and stuff, and you're like, "That's what I want to do, man." Yeah, <laughs> see all the cool guys. You stuff, see all the cool guys. Yeah, the Johnny uh, Go Faster shit. You know, it's mostly it's, clipboards and pencils. Yeah, that's a lot of it. Yeah, or crayons. Unfortunately, or dealing dealing with kids. You know, grown ass man who can't fucking hold their own snot. You know, it's just you know, a bunch of fucking pussies. But whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'll say that uh, based on your first episode, you had Steve on and his experiences from Afghanistan. Those are. I listen to that podcast. Yeah, I could definitely relate to a lot of what he said, and yep. a lot mm-hmm. of great stories, and uh, very, very relatable. Uh, the difference between the three of us here, with the exception of Penny, for a little bit, is that we served in the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Correct. Uh, Penny started out active duty, mm-hmm. and you know you can hit on that a little bit later if you want. I get in some and some hits on that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> just so everybody knows i started off as a scout i was in the i was in the cavalry so anybody that's in the military will understand that uh insert cab jokes here but uh 
That's why so I, said it's I, 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 I reclassed uh, to the infantry when I joined those when I got out off active duty into the Wisconsin Guards. So like, weren't so, you the, the scouts? Weren't you the dudes that were? What's that generation kill where you guys were wearing watch caps and they're like, oh, those boys wearing watch caps? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> the nice thing with being a scout is you were so far fucking away from yeah, everybody. Right. Yep. It didn't matter. You could do whatever the hell you wanted. But we weren't quite that uh, glamorized, but. Um, no, it was awesome. It was a great job, but at the that same time, I'm who glad. You talk to. If you talk to a cop, <laughs> yeah, if you talk to anybody else, we were just yeah, wearing fucking bras totally. and panties out there oh, and shit. But so mostly cute. they were wearing bras. Cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where the joke comes in with the calf scouts is like they always talk about how hardcore they are because they're generally in front of everyone and yeah. they're, they're looking for enemies. Them and right? the FOs and the FOs. And, and Josh actually started out as an FO too, so I'll throw FO is forward observer, calling in artillery and stuff like that. But uh, calf scouts, and the funny thing about that is they run like bitches when bullets are shot because that's their job. Oh hell yeah, dude! If we use our <laughs> if we use our rifles, we fucked up somewhere. Right. We need to get the fuck <laughs> out. Of there. Their major mission is recon. Yeah, right. we, we, we go out and find bad guys and then run the fuck away from them. <laughs> We're all for a reason. Because <laughs> they're they're telling they're usually with calf scouts. Like you always hear the commander say, "Scouts out." You know, and so when the scouts go out, they're they're looking they're looking where the bad guys are, and they're radioing back and they're telling the FOs or usually the FO. You guys would usually we, carry. We had we, we yeah. oftentimes we carry an FO with us. Yeah, the but we go out in two and three man teams and just our job was recon, find yeah. bad guys, calling calling long, long range recon, have, reconnaissance so. stuff like that. You know, so they were going out and they were finding the bad guy and then they would radio back to the heavies back there and then the heavies would come in. So you you really can't do your job like we. You have in, you inner rivalries and all that stuff. So we give the Cavs a lot of shit. The scouts a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, because they run like bitches. <laughs> they <run> like bitches. <laughs> Pretty much. But in, in reality, you can't do your job without them. Because if you don't know true. where to shoot, oh, at, yeah. you're, you, you know you're, you're going into a fight blind, and you, nobody wants to do that. So. so we just recorded episode 270, was it, of Department of Defense, <laughs> and the question was, you know, jobs that should be automated. I mean, do you see a lot of that with oh, yeah. you know the drone actually, and honestly, technology? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, because. Yeah, we, you know, I joke around about it all the time, but you know, in reality, it is. I mean, you we use the drones like no well, tomorrow. Even when we rebranched yeah, when I when I reclassed the infantry, we use freaking drones for everything, man. We used Ravens yeah. and we yeah, wouldn't go into a into a compound until we flew something over over it if we had a, if we had that yeah. asset with so, us. Yeah, are there? Yeah. Well, are they? Is the military trying to uh, uh, not quite phase out or maybe cut back on? You know, uh, either Ford observers or scouts because of that technology, no. or no. are you working in? Conjunction? Uh, no, it's just it, it's an it's a force multiplier. It's something that adds to it. Yeah. It adds to what your capabilities are. Right, so. you use the word asset. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's a combat asset, man. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to be able to get rid of scouts or or, or FOs because you know, I mean, or even the 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 FACs that the Air Force guys carried. Yeah, you know, because we had some of those guys of mm-hmm. what is it, Cobra, when we were there, and I mean. The, uh, the devastating firepower that those guys can bring in. They get to look at it with a drone. So basically what they're doing is they're using a really fancy pair of binoculars. Mm-hmm. Think of it that way. So they're looking at through the binoculars and they're like, yeah, there's Haji right there. Um, I don't give a crap who's listening to that. I use the word Haji <laughs> to describe the Iraqis because that's what they were. They were Haji. Um, you would see the bad guys over there and then you would either tell your FOs or you tell your FACs um, you know or if your scouts were out there and they saw them they had capabilities shit yeah man bring the fucking yeah. fire bring the pain there is, make yeah. them pay there is a little bit of phasing out in the sense that uh, if you have a target they'll just throw up a drone and that drone is required to 
if the observe drone, if the that drone has fire, firepower capabilities. Well, no, no, not even but, that. But they can they can possibly idea yeah, to pause, target right on. Pause so, idea. so they got to be on that objective for X amount of time before they can actually call in anything else. And that would have been a job for the FOs or Capscall, you know, back in the day. But a lot of that stuff is much more forward facing yeah, than right. what's that? than even now. what's that horrible horrible uh, Air Force movie where they have an automated like 100 percent drone jet and it's uh, yeah, a stealth kind of I know stealth, stealth yeah uh, with Jamie Foxx you know he yeah, talks about the human factor right. so you still have that human decision factor making yeah. Yeah. thrown in there yeah man. And you can't get really get, get rid of scouts anyway because they need something for the infantry to make fun of. So <laughs> you know, they're always going to be there. Just like the Navy needs Marines. Right. Exactly. <laughs> My ass rides in Navy equipment, I believe. Right. Is, yeah. Uh, something husband. like that. Yeah. Uh, to back it up a little bit, 20 um, ish years ago, uh, when did you decide that I want to go into the military and why the Army? Why not, you know, uh, Navy, Marines, so on, or Coast Guard even? Wow. So, you know, I think. The one thing that I'll throw out here is that we're we're old guard here. So yeah. um, one thing that I think is really impressive is dudes past like nine eleven who join are joining for totally different reasons. I think, mm-hmm. but I think you know basically people join for one of three reasons: they're either running from something, or they're running to something, or it's a family tradition. Correct, right there. Yeah. You know, and and for me, it was uh, my folks gave me a choice. They're like, hey, you know. I'm from River Falls originally, and they're like, yeah, you can go to River Falls, you know, UW River Falls, and, uh, you know, you can stay here at the house and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to figure out some other stuff. So I, I, I joined the National Guard to help pay for college so I could go to somewhere other than UW River Falls. No knock on UW River Falls, I just don't want to stay in my folks' basement. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, th- I mean, that was kind of my story. How I got in originally, I think the bigger question really, um, building on, and you can ask this maybe subsequently, <laughs> why the fuck did we stay in? You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, twenty. Yeah. We have sixty-five years between the three of us. That's probably a bigger question. Yeah, that's a bigger question right there. <laughs> Every, anybody can sign up. It's yeah. just why. Because after four years, you're going, why the fuck did I do that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and so that's you know, and on the Josh and why he initially joined up. Yeah, so I joined. Wait, hey, b- before you go, did you guys uh, notice that when you asked the question, like, why did you guys jump in? Did you notice that the LT <laughs> jumped in first and you were both like, Remember, I told you, he's a he's professional. I'm just messing with I mean, I've, I've worked with this guy, I worked with him for a good nine, seven, 18, 19 20 years, years, 20 years. It's I mean, 20 yeah. Years now, well, dude. we went to Germany together in, in 2000. 2000. So, I mean, I've been with you yeah. since 2000. And literally, I would follow this man into hell. Yeah, oh, I would follow him into hell. I, I'd, um, his leadership and his his skills as a commander were the best. He, he was the best that this state and this country has to offer. And I would, I would follow. I think I speak for Penny too. I, I'd, I'd follow him into hell and back. Just don't ever yeah. let him freaking uh, guide you when he's drunk and you're driving. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a tough one. But that makes for a good story later on. Yeah, be, we'll get to that story. Yeah. We'll bring up Shitbot later on. Right? Shitbot. Shitbot 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, Penny and drunk Corey doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't doesn't mix well. No. I joined. I joined simply because of reason number three. Um, my grandfather was in world. My grandfather, my uncle fought in Vietnam. My grandfather fought in World War II. Um, both grandfathers fought in World War II. Um, I have that. I, 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 it goes all the way back to the old country. I have 
um, family that fought. It was it was a foregone conclusion that I would join at some point. Um, my problem was is I would have gone regular army like like you know I would have gone active duty, but I had a family and I didn't want to raise my family. Um, I didn't want to raise my girls in the army and in army Fort environment. Sale. <laughs> at Fort yeah. Sill or yeah, Fort Fort Bliss. <laughs> yeah. sure. Fort, Fort Polk, JRTC. What? <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, yeah. any active duty army posts, uh, yeah, they on uh, the post might be cool, but the surrounding area is shit. Yeah, yeah. lot in Oklahoma. Unless, Fort unless Sill. you're like you know maybe Fort Lewis out in Seattle or you Carson know, Fort maybe. Drum or Fort Carson. Carson's, Carson's got yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they got their problems too though, man. No, I I joined simply because it was it was it was almost expected. You know, it was something that um, I had to do, you know. And um, if you don't, you know, you are letting your family down. So it was, it was, a, it was a big thing like that for me. So and I, I didn't, I didn't really care about the college benefits and all that, you know. But that was a nice benefit. Right, you know? right. He could pass that on to your kids too. Yeah, post nine eleven. That's true. That's true. So yeah, I guess I you know I was kind of the same way. I had uh, I have a big history of military in my family all the way you know World War Two and uh, both my grandparents were in World War Two. My old man, I know Josh's point. My old man's retired one star, so I'll throw that out there right now. <laughs> His dad's a general. general. <laughs> um, so it was almost. Can, can it was I stop, almost can I stop you there for a second? Yeah. All right. So this is the coolest motherfucker you'll ever meet, whose dad is a former general. Because usually when when some dude comes in and says my dad's a general blah 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 yeah, everybody hates there, him right there, there's off the a bat, certain yeah. certain level of entitlement that guy comes Douche into yeah, right? <laughs> and Penny I mean you have to drag that shit out of him like yeah my dad's a one star general <laughs> it wasn't something I ever my, the one thing I'll tell you right now the one thing I pride myself on my whole my whole career is I never used that fucker no, for any leverage. At least I tried not to. You didn't. Um, he did. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, I, I tried not to use that fucker for any leverage. Me and my old man, whatever. We had we had our issues. And I remember when I was in high school, I was drinking all the time. I was that party kid, and I was no direction whatsoever. So I kind of had the lineage, and I also had the running from something. And I knew I wasn't going to do anything back home. So. Um, all of a sudden, one day I was, and I actually was, you know, the, the, you know, I was, I was still probably fucking hammered when I went in and knocked on their door, and I went into the recruiter office, and I was probably his easiest recruit ever. I'm like, yeah, show me something. He goes, do you want to be infantry? I'm like, no, I don't want to walk. Well, turned out it. Cap scout. I wound up anyway. He goes, do you want to be able to drive places and still fight? I'm like, yeah. He goes, be a cap scout. Freaking sounds good. I was signed up in two hours. You know, I went. And, you know, they ended up coming over to my. My house talking to the parents and everything like that, but so that's kind of why I ended up joining originally, and I did the active duty thing because I knew if I was if I was guard if I was home going to college I'd have been I'd have been probably kicked out of the military because I would have done Even something more stupid, fucked up than you are. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I'm fucked up, but I'm not. Uh, I, I would have been way worse than I am now. But no, so that's kind of why I joined and. Um, I, I always kind of knew I was going to. I don't regret it. I don't. Not I do even not a not even a minute. I don't regret it. I do regret reenlisting, <laughs> freaking like seven times. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I wouldn't change it for the world. It was the best the best thing I ever did. Yeah. But and I met these fuckers here, so that always helps. But <laughs> yeah. you no, know, so the two of you said you know having military families that you came back from. I mean, 
how did you feel when you signed up and how did your family react? You know, was it kind of that, (laughs) the, you know, the expectation or were they like, Hey, good job. Congratulations. So my my old man was deployed. He was, uh, he had a, he was a brigade commander for some fucking transportation brigade out of Iowa. Was he a colonel or (laughs) He was a full colonel at the time. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, he was a poke. So I make fun of him left and right because he Uh, didn't do, if anybody doesn't understand. Person of great importance. Yeah. That's what they think. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put the air quotes. eh? So my old man, he was, he was actually in Bosnia at the time and I, I shot him a letter. We didn't talk for like five years. Like from my seventh, eighth grade year all the way up till I graduated, we didn't talk. We lived in the same house, never said a word to each other. Couldn't stand each other. I shot him a letter right as I enlisted. I said, Dad, I'm a scout. I love you. And that was it. All right, Dad, I enlisted. I'm a scout. I love you. His uh, sergeant major that, you know, shortly after he got home, we went out to dinner one t- or went out to breakfast one time, and Sergeant Major tells me he goes, "Yeah, I was. I looked over and I saw your I saw your dad standing on the bridge out by Tuzla in Bosnia. He goes, he's standing on a bridge and he's reading this letter and he has this fucking perplexed look on his face. And all of a sudden he goes, yeah, I, he goes, I walked up to him. He goes, hands him the letter. He goes, my son enlisted. He's a scout. I love you. Bye. And hands him the letter and that was it. And so he came home after that and I think probably hugged me or something like that and said congrats, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was he he was he was super proud of me, but I don't know, it was weird. That's uh, kind of how I did. So <laughs> my mom, my mom and my dad was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm all right," you know. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, on the other hand, my mom is a product of the '60s. She's a straight up hippie. I mean, as liberal as liberal can get, you know. And so she she you know, she didn't take it too kindly. Um, so I came I came back and I told the wife. Well, I had told. You know, the boss lady, I was like, yeah, this is going to happen. She's like, all right. You know, I said, I'm not going to go regular army. I'm just going to go do, do the guard thing. You know, so she was cool with it. Me and the wife had talked about it. And um, so then I had to tell the family. Yeah. So most of the family was pretty cool about it. But my mom, man, geez, I thought freaking all the hippies from the 60s were going to freaking cry and they were all going to die off or something. <laughs> Which might have been a good thing. I don't know. Who knows? But, um, yeah, she didn't take too kindly to it. Yeah, she was, you know, she was kind of on the opposite end for those Vietnam vets who came back. You know, and I don't know if she was one of them. Yeah, she protested and all that other crap, you know, and stuff like that. But she didn't have too too high of opinion of the military and stuff, you know. But um, my experience and um, my experience, the way it happened with the family and stuff. Um, she kind of came full circle around, you know, and now she's, she's, you know, she's really proud and she's, you know, she brags about it and stuff like that, you know? So it was kind of nice to see the change in, in her perspective from that way. But yeah, for the most part, my family was all for it, man. You know, yeah. um, it was, it was, yeah, like I said, it was a foregone conclusion. Anybody who's known me going all the way back to that time, it was, you know, this was, it was what I was meant to do. You know, that and ride motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a foregone conclusion from my perspective. I I know my old man, he was probably pretty proud of me. Um, he's always pretty rough on me, which is, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I appreciate that now. Definitely, my mom, she took it hard. You know, and I wasn't even 18 years old at the time, and I shipped off to Fort Benning. You know, and and I do that. You know, see you later, ma. You know, and she's just bawling as I'm going off to Fort Benning, Georgia, for basic training. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, and and she did that after every deployment too. So it it it, it kind of made it hard. Deployments were worse, man. Yeah, Yeah, deployments were the hard part. It wasn't the basic training thing. Well, even basic training was hard, yeah, for them because it was it was new. And you know, 
And I got a lot of pressure from my mom. Yeah. She's like, so when are you done? <laughs> yeah. 25 years later. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no. No, yeah. Oh, I don't even want to start. When I hit 20, she was brutal. She's yeah. like, so I know you can retire. <laughs> Why haven't you? Because yeah. <laughs> at that point, it's like. Now you're just fucking with me. Now you're just you, making you me would mad. Just, you would have straight in, though, with being an officer, right? You, no, you, no, no, no. You were enlisted first. I was enlisted first, right? one when uh, I started. So that's that, why you weren't such a douche. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's why I wasn't such a total douche. <laughs> you know, I turned out to a douche later on. Wow. But, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I was an E1. And and actually, that was the first time I got on a plane was uh, when I went to basic training. It was the first time. Well, I want to say, no, I, I've been to Georgia before. But this actually, the first time I flew. Yeah. Can, can you kind of flesh out, like, what, what does E1 mean? Or like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you went, you went Enlisted, obviously. We're using private. lingo. Right. Private. We're using lingo. You went like, a different route than these dudes. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was, E1's a private. Private. Like a, nothing on your collar whatsoever. Basic, basic entry, it's level one, man. Like, you yeah. start a new video game. Yeah. You okay, if the army was a video game, <laughs> yeah. you're coming in as E1, you know. Right. No, that was right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it wasn't until later until I got back that I, I decided to go to OCS, which is Officer Candidate oh, yep. School, mm-hmm. and become an officer. You know, so um, yeah, that's why we got in. Yeah, you know, talking about the, the the deployments and stuff like that. My with with my family at least with my mom. I mean, she she saw her husband go off to deployment. Whatever she could have cared less, you know. And she knew he knew what he was doing. She knew that he knew what he was doing. It didn't bother as much. But then to see all of a sudden your baby, and I was the youngest of four, so you know, seeing your baby going off it, that was a whole different ball game for her. So that was the tough part, I think, when it came to my family. And the fucked up thing about it too is like, here. you know, deploy the first deployment came around. So like nine eleven happened, right? Nine eleven changed everything for most people in the military. Yeah, old guard, new guard. Nine eleven changed everything. All right, because one day you were you were you were this, and nine eleven happened, and it was um it was a paradigm shift, you know, hundred percent. So yeah, and um as soon as nine eleven hit, it was like I remember talking to Penny about this, like we're we're fucking going, dude, we're going, you know. I wanted to go, you know, I wanted to go. I know he did too. I asked. I was trying to get back to my old active duty unit. If I wanted to get to a guaranteed unit that was going overseas, I wanted to be deployed. You know, I wanted to get in the fight. You know, because what those fuckers did. You know, I wanted, I, I did, I wanted to get over there. And it was, it's, it's a strange, powerful feeling, you know, cause you're, you're sitting there you get, you get the orders and stuff and you're, you know, you do all the training, but then the, the, the moment of truth comes, you know, and you're, you're getting on that plane, you're walking away from your, your mom is there, your dad's there, your family's there, your daughters are there, you know, everybody that you know, that's here in the United States is there watching you get on that plane, you know? And it's like, I'm still, I still want to get on that plane. You know? <laughs> right. It's a weird thing, you know, but you got to flip that perspective around, you know, because remember, I don't know if you guys remember that, that point in time in your lives. Where Definitely. Yeah. You know, you remember what it was like. It was freaking, it was serious stuff. A yeah. lot, lot of people chose to join up. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, you know, it was, it was instantaneous change in the United States, you know, but I remember still, I, I could not wait to get on that plane to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I could not wait to get on that plane to go. And it was weird, too, because, like, when we were overseas, you know, we were sitting over there. And then as soon as you got overseas, the boots on the ground, you're, you're sitting there, you're fucking peering and all that bullshit. Oh, that was you know, We got up to Five Cobra and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, fuck, I, I can't wait to go out and leave. No, I want to go the fuck home. I can't, I want to go the fuck home. As soon as you got home, you're like, oh, I, I got to go get the fuck back. You know, it, it's a weird thing, man. It's a weird thing. And then you know, if you ever want to, if you want to do a show on something, like freaking totally flip this around and bring in some families of freaking, you mm. know, what their perspective on it was like. Because I, I can't bring up the subject around my kids, 
because it's instantaneous waterworks, man. They start crying, and so it was such a powerful, tragic thing for him. You know, my wife can't even talk. Like you see those videos, you know, where like they show the soldier coming back and he surprises, or somebody comes out of the fucking closet. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a story we'll tell in a minute. He literally came out of the closet to surprise his mom. <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's I another, knew it. Story. <laughs> I knew it. No, I'm sorry. You look at this. My, my 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 wife and my kid. I have a hard time watching them, but my my kids and my wife, they can't even look at them. They can't even look at him. It, it, it's too emotionally powerful for him, you know. And you don't you don't really see that side of it because for me, I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's go." We had the fun yeah. part of stuff. We had the we fun had the, part. We had the, we had the good you part know? of the job. We we knew when we were in trouble and all that crap. But the poor the families at home that would, that would have been that tough. Was the tough part. And that's what I was kind of telling Corey about one of the inspirations for the show is that when you know, so nine eleven, I was in seventh grade uh, Spanish class. I remember teacher mr benarowski if you ever listen to this uh, he popped in through the door turned on the news and we watched it and almost immediately you could, you could see like the timers over people's heads of, yeah. as soon as they turned 18 this is what they're going to go mm-hmm. do yeah. and then them when they left i mean that was hard for me it's like holy shit my best friends are gone but to i couldn't imagine the stress that was on their families mm-hmm. and it was, and it was i've always I said the toughest part and the toughest job in the military is being a soldier's wife yeah Oh, 100%. Or a soldier's family, for sure. Soldier's family. It's the toughest job. Their kids, yeah, the whole shebang. Because they're dealing with everything that we're dealing with, you know, emotionally-wise. But, you know, they don't get... They don't get the same benefits, you know. I mean, they don't get the credit. They don't get the credit, you know. uh, My wife, in my my eyes, is my my hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the thing is, too, when you come back, you're the hero. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, you did all this great shit. Well, who who is keeping shit... You know, intact at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah because they, they instantly become a single parent. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And the second deployment, it was weird because the second deployment was tougher than the first one, you know, as far as the separation goes. Because all your kids are older now, the bills are more, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah, all that other stuff. You know? Second deployment was tougher than the first. My wife yeah. actually said to me, she goes, before the second deployment, she goes, I can handle you going. I asked her, I'm like, are you okay with this? She goes, yeah, I can handle you. <laughs> I can handle you leaving. She said, I can't handle you coming home again. Yeah. The way, because after I came back the first time, it wasn't that I was like fucking psycho or crazy, you know, losing my mind or stuff. I was. But I partied my fucking ass off and I did a lot of stupid shit when I first came home at, from the first deployment. Yeah, and everybody does. Oh, yeah. It's like you, all of a sudden you, you run the gauntlet release, and you, you make it and you're like, fuck, let's have, you know, let's, let's make up for all the lost time, yeah. you know. But my wife, she said that. She goes, I, I can't have to come home again. The biggest thing about that, too, is like you're overseas and everybody tells you, you can't drink, you can't drink, you can't drink, you can't yeah. drink, right? You know, but then you come back and you have like everything. And it's like if I'm gonna drink as much as I fucking want. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck you. And you can't one tell night. me what to do anymore. You know, All right? It's, it's kind of that's half the problem. Yeah, right? it's kind of like the anti-Vietnam, so to speak. You yeah. know, yeah. you you take a look at people and and a lot of folks fall off the rails, mm-hmm. but everybody comes back and it's like you were going through an environment where you're gone for a year, you couldn't drink, you were told what to do, when to do yeah. it, you know. Did you guys do the same thing? Like when, you, when I first got back from the first deployment, the weirdest thing was is wa- waking up and I'd walk out and like I'd go hop in the truck and I'd be done. And I'd be like, "Oh fuck, where's my fucking weapon?" Every day, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you know, it, you I'd freak, freak out. out. You yeah. you have that moment where you're like, "Oh my god, where's my weapon?" I'm in. Yeah. I'm in first sergeant's gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was it was well, the hardest yeah, thing yeah. to get over with, man. Mm-hmm. Driving down the middle of the road, you know, and people are pissing at you. Yeah, I, I do have. Get a out of the way, I'm a vet. I got, I, got, <laughs> I, I got a question for you guys though. So. When I look back at that first deployment, 2004, 2005, and sitting down at, uh, where, no, was it, was it Blanding? Was that the name of the place? 
What? Were we Camp Landing? No, that was before the, the before the deployment. First deployment. Yeah, yeah. That was down Shelby. in Mississippi. Shelby. Camp, Camp Shelby. Shelby. Man, yeah. So for those who don't know, Camp Shelby was a shithole. We got down there in <laughs> June. There was no air conditioning. Okay. We're in Gulfport or yeah, no, World no, War no, two uh, era barracks. No, what was the name of the city? It was uh, where Southern Miss is. Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Where Brett Fires from? So we're sixty minutes from the Gulf. No air conditioning, no nothing. We get You've down never there, June. Humidity like it sucked. Like, but anyways, it eats so, your balls. Man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was worse in prison. So we're down there for six months before they decide that we're worthy enough to send overseas. But the thing that really trips me out is is how patriotic we were going into that. And if that changes your impression now, because I remember being at like the club. You know, drinking beers and listening to fucking Toby Keith and you know, God, <laughs> white yeah. Yeah. you know, American boy, you know, that fucking pool stick over that dude's back. You know, yeah. you know, and how naive were we at the time, and you know what we were going into, and I shit think that's like just that. age, Corey. I think you, you just, think it's you, you know, we believe we believe a little bit more saltier. We really did, and I, and, I, and part of me still does. You know, we believed. I, I still believe in what we did. But at the same time, like I was, I was fucking motivated back then. You right. know, I wanted to right. play, man. I wanted to go. Right. I, I wanted to go to freaking Iraq, and the, I wanted to kill a hottie. And then I the did. second time, I was like, I really don't want to fucking go. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't want to play this anymore. This is not fun. Right. But uh, the first, you know, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I know we're getting way ahead of where no, we're no, going with fine. all this, but I think a lot of it was, you know, you can talk anybody into going going to war once. Well, being 18, 19 years yeah. old, and I mean, do you, well, how much of that do you equate to age? Because I remember me being 18 and just going to college, and I felt like I had this bulletproof vest yeah. on, and I was yeah. the king of the fucking it's, world. It's, it's, well, yeah. we got overseas. That, yeah. When we got overseas, so we were kind of, the way. so to kind of give the whole perspective, Corey was at a different place. He was with, you were with uh, Charlie, Charlie Company, yeah. we, and we were with Bravo Company, all in the 128th Infantry. So we were in Diala province, and I remember we got there, Smack and we had one colonel in the entire fob. That dude was cool as shit. And we, so we were, Holmes, right? Yeah, right. we were attached to a to a unit to a cab unit out of, out of Tennessee. You got you're saying fob? That's for operating, operating base. base yep. yeah. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Sorry, you could hit a golf ball from one side of our <laughs> fob here, to color. another. Um, so, but it, it was this tiny base in the middle of fucking nowhere. John, and we were all in our early 20s. We were all in like border, our early right? mid-20s. We had all the power in Close the world. We had all the Close fucking toys in the world. We had everything you could ask for that goes fucking boom. And nobody to tell us no. And it was fucking awesome. We could do there's, what we needed to do. We were very professional when it came to the mission. There's no, But we were very feeling. unprofessional when it came to being <laughs> sitting back on the fob. I'll, I'll tell you guys this. There's no better feeling. It, the ultimate adrenaline rush. Like you see these guys doing the freaking air suits and flying on the air and they fuck that bullshit the best adrenaline rush in the entire planet is getting into a Humvee all battle rattled up with as much ammo as you can carry alright and as much weapons as you can carry right and you're going out into Indian country and you're daring somebody to fuck with you yeah. please do it I dare you we left notes out there freaking saying we'll be here at the, and I said it was a pretty stupid <laughs> fucking yeah. thing to do <laughs> Yeah, but we left notes saying we'll be here at this point in time, especially if they hit that place up at Canacan and killed all those kids. You know, we left notes saying we'll be here. You guys want you you want to take a poke at us? Go ahead. We're gonna be right here at this point in time. Yeah, there's no better there that adrenaline rush. It is it addictive, man. It is sweet. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I terrifying. I would never want to do it again. 
It's but nowadays, well, fucking... now, now you're doing really, I don't know about this. Really, Dude, if, if one of those fucking IDs went off within guy, 500 yeah. feet of me, my fucking back will snap right now. I'm too fucking yeah. old for this shit. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a little crazy, that first deployment. Yeah. So we deployed in the first place, and we are all done at Camp Shelby. And then we all ended up at Balad. Mm-hmm. And, and we're supposed to move to this place called Favarai, which is just close to Blod, and that's where the rest of the battalion went. And uh, Bravo Company, where you guys were going, they're like, "Oh no, you're going up to." Well, we got split up. Cobra, or Cobra, you're going up. Split you're, up. Yeah, you're going up to like the, the Iranian border. And then when I got to when I got to Orion, they're like, "Oh yeah, Charlie Company, we're taking you guys, and uh, you're actually going up to Samara." And you're going with this, you know, this whole different area. Yeah, is is kind of a crazy area. So it, it's so crazy in that first deployment, the experiences within the one two eight. No, you know, when I say a battalion, that's for those who don't know, that's about you know six hundred and fifty yeah. folks or so, you know, give or take, probably twenty. Um, you know, and one hundred and thirty is in a company. So one hundred and thirty from Bravo went up to went up to Iranian border and did their shit. And one hundred and thirty went to Samara, and the rest stayed down at Orion. And they're all completely different stories. I mean, dramatically yeah, different. It was a lot different. Yeah. I mean, like like what you guys are saying, it was it was relatively loose, but it was mm-hmm. relatively constricted as well. In Samara, I mean, it was totally loose. I mean, we had. We had, uh, it was martial law, where if anyone was out past 7 o'clock at night, I mean, it was smoking. shoot. Yeah, I mean, it was outside. shoot, no questions asked. You got to remember it, man. When we were there, it was... It was 2004, like, 2005. Yeah, 2004, it's still shooting. When, oh, yeah. you, guys have all heard, you guys all heard the stories of Fallujah and shit like that. Yeah, so once, stuff, they, once they cleared Fallujah, all those fuckers went to where Corey was at. Yeah, you no, know, they, they were went, all they up they in Samara. They They're all over. Yeah, but it was crazy. Like, down in Orion... It was like where the rest of the battalion was at. If if anyone shot a weapon, it was like if you shot around, it was like investigation worthy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it like it, it was like serious investigation. Whereas it, in Samara, and I don't know how it was for you guys, but if if we shot. We shot rounds like, all right, well, here's more ammo. Yeah, you know? <laughs> nobody gave a shit. You yeah, know? Especially if, if you, you came back with the full mag, you were in trouble for yeah. not shooting enough. I mean, yeah. no, for real. I mean, it was like we would shoot people, and then we would watch those people to see if anyone would pick up those people yeah. and shoot those people. I mean, it was it was fucking crazy. And so you know, it's it's so weird how it works the the dynamics of it all mm-hmm. and, and where you guys were and, at. And then you converse that you compare it to the freaking. The 2009-2010 deployment, which oh, I don't even God. like to talk about because it was just, it really wasn't well, a no, deployment. We basically know, sat in a fucking... No. We were in a garrison environment. But, yeah, but you know what? Shit, it, I, I think what's really good to bring up about that deployment is so we were at Victory Base Complex, which if you guys don't know, uh, especially on air, is, it, it is, it's the area surrounding Baghdad International. And so this is a big complex. There's 18,000 people. There. No, no, no. You're way off. More? It was Loser. more like eighty thousand people <laughs> on the U.S. I thought it was fucking eighteen thousand. No, no. no, it was not eighty. You remember yes. all the freaking palaces? Yes, and all it was about eighty thousand fuckers. All the now I sound like a jackass. 80, 80, no, but, but all right. just dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you want me to? Do you want me to make you feel better? Yes, please do. All right. So, uh, my first my first deployment tomorrow. I mean, it was uh, a lot like Steve said. I mean, I could relate to a lot of his stories. I mean, yeah, shit fucking was fucking it. intense. Yeah. And, and same as Samara, a lot of shit was really, really intense that I don't like to talk about. Um, when I went back for my second deployment, and it was 
you know, Candylandish because we're, I mean, we had everything we needed. Mm-hmm. Anything. I mean, I played poker two or three times in a week at different places around. <laughs> I bought yeah. steaks from yeah. the fucking PX. Yeah, and you they were good ass ribeyes, yeah. and I would grill them up once a week. Yeah, it was a exactly. fucking joke. Yeah. And Penny's job is he was uh, doing a lot of transports and a lot of missions between the Victory Base Complex and then into the Green Zone and other yep. places. And then up north, north of Iraq, and up or north of Baghdad. Uh, I mean. North of Baghdad, you're right. Up to Taji and yep. all those other places. I didn't really need to leave the the wire, so to speak. But I needed to because of that first deployment, and it was fucking intense. And the first time, I'm like, all right, I'm going to head out. I need to get on a mission. I need to see what's going on because nature of my job, I just kind of needed to. You were tell them what your job was, though. Well, I was the, I was the air operations officer. I was yep. the assistant operations officer. So, um, in, in layman terms, what, what uh, does that mean? Well, so, so in that group of 600 and some people, the operations officer basically comes up with the plan of what needs to happen. And the assistance operations officer is basically his bitch. <laughs> Or when that dude goes on leave, <laughs> yeah, Meaning that or, he does the majority yeah. of the work. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, leg work. And when that dude goes on leave, I take over for him. So when Penny, or I, I'm like, I, I really need to head out on a ground mission just to because what you want to do is you want to see what it's like and you know get a feel for it and everything like that. In the first mission that I went out on my second deployment was with Penny. And I was freaking the fuck out because as soon as I left the wire, I was with Penny. I'm like, dude, I am tweaking. Penny, you should just say that and not mouth it. He yeah. said he was saying he was mouthing the words. I remember. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't <laughs> like calling anybody out. You know, you, you know, I, honestly, I will. though, it, it was it was it was weird because you had been it, doing it. For I'm gonna a get bit. all sappy here and and play that fucking game for a second. I've looked up to this dickhead over here, Corey, yeah, and I love I love this dude to death. I've looked up to him for fucking ever. He was when I first got into the guard, he was my my uh, lieutenant, he was my PL, and you gotta I, remember we went back all the way. We, yeah. yeah, I and mean I, we went different directions at first. We were in Germany together. We went different directions. I've looked up to this guy, and he was the first officer I've ever talked to that I've actually sat down and yeah. had a conversation with. When I was on active duty, it wasn't like that. I remember sitting in a bar with this guy in Germany and saying, you're not used to this shit, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm sitting here having a beer with my fucking PL, you know. So back then, officers, we became that close. Back, back then, then officers, officers and freaking we didn't really mix with officers all that much. Though. I mean, you know, just, yeah. yeah, it's all about building the team, though, you know, you know but, it's, it's, you know, but I, I remember that. And I remember you talking and. I remember how uh, you were nervous because oh, we had tweaking. totally. Remember he he was talking about we had totally different uh, experiences when we were on our first deployment. He was in the the worst, of the, the worst. worst of the worst. Yeah. You know everybody hears about Fallujah. Samara was just as fucking Samara bad, if bad. not worse. Well, you lost, and that fucker was right in the you, middle yeah. of it. So when he died, came yeah. out, I, and I remember that day because I remember you were, you were riding with me, and I don't want to I don't want to call you out saying that you were shaking or anything, but, oh, you, I was. but you were. I was, and man. I wanted. I'm like, dude, tweaking. and I was, I was looking tweaking. at. And honestly, that was like the first time that second you deployment can't. that I was even remotely nervous because, because I was tweaking because you were fucking tweaking, and it was because <laughs> I was like, if this fucker over here is is freaking out, <laughs> no. you know, and I don't want to say freaking out because you weren't freaking out. He wasn't like panicking or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. just I saw that you were you were you were you, you were into it, you know and. So when all of a sudden when I saw that I was like, 
fuck, if that fucker gets killed on my goddamn patrol, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to live with that shit, you know? So I don't know. That was I, I do remember that, though. It was it was funny because you were talking about it's like totally different experiences that all fucking come together in yeah. in situations like that. That, that. that just random fucking day that you went, went on, a, on, a, on a road with us. But I will but, say that uh, when we got through that mission, I mean, that was exactly what I needed to kind of yeah. close that chapter off, that first deployment. And... Uh, I needed it, yeah. and I was totally tweaking. But when I saw you, I'm like, "All right, it's all good." Yeah. You know, I'm with Penny. Penny's gonna take care of shit. Penny's, and you, you rode that convoy like it was a boss. You were the boss. I mean, so then was, they went picking out curtains later on to get. Fucking homeless, Jesus Christ! We do have our own place together. You guys just haven't seen it yet. Oh, Josh! Josh, I got stories on you. I was tweaking over there on that second tour too, man. And my fucking commander pull a gun on me for some some different reasons. It's kind of weird. It was like, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah, you getting beer? No, he's got to piss. Got a bladder of a five-year-old kindergartner. That's probably a good a good time for a break. What? Oh, for me anyway. Oh, okay. What's your next question, boss? Oh, we're taking. A break. Okay, we're actually taking. Hey, Gordon. Yes. Sir. Is it okay if I send a shout out to somebody real yeah, quick? Yeah, no, absolutely. He's gonna. Oh. Yeah. Kirkoff. Yeah, I wouldn't. Are we back we're on or? Yeah, we're back we're on. Back so I just real quick before we keep going on everything, I gotta say a shout out to um, Dan Kirkoff, Scott Dreyer, Scooter. Tibbs. Uh, Nick Webb and Tibbs, the dirty fucking Jew. <laughs> Fuck you, Jew. <laughs> Fuck you, Jew. You all understand so, if you knew Tibbs. <laughs> he's not really Jewish, but it was a big joke that we pulled on him all the way throughout. He actually, it, how he got his nickname Tibbs is, um, so he got stop lost, right? So like two weeks before he was supposed to get out of the army, he got orders <laughs> saying freaking, yeah, report to Bravo Company 1 of the 128. You're getting deployed to freaking Iraq. And so he came up with this freaking, this is bullshit, right? He would say, so, this, that's all he would. He's like, this is bullshit. Everything you do, this is bullshit. This yeah, is bullshit. So you could tell him that, hey, bro, we're going to go out and get some hookers and blow. And he'd be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> so he just started calling them Tibbs. T-I-B-S. This is bullshit. <laughs> and it stopped. Yeah. We even had had our first sergeant convinced that that was his last name. Yeah, we got, people, did, people thought we got that name was his dude's name. Yeah, we got yeah. name tapes. It wasn't his name. <laughs> I, I thought it was a name. Yeah, that's we got, Tibbs is not his name. No, really? Tibbs, his last name is Nobody Deering. knows that except for fucking Austin Tibbs. Didn't he have Tibbs on when yeah. I was yeah. a commander there? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. You would call him up as yeah. Justin Tibbs. <laughs> Holy so shit. This, this, is, this is, is new to me. So we always used to call him a Jew because his last name was Naring, you know? And we were like, oh, my God. So we told our first sergeant, Malsum, we told Malsum, oh yeah, he's Jewish. People. You know, so we had something going on, and freaking first sergeant Malsum went up to Tibbs and was like, you don't have to do this because you're Jewish. <laughs> you don't have to participate. You don't have to participate because, you know, I know it's Friday, and if you don't want to go, you know, because you're Jewish. And just, this is bullshit. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> Scooter signed him up for J date. So if you guys, lo- if you guys are hearing this, love you guys. Yep. Fuck you, Tibbs. Yep. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Fuck Check as well. Oh, good old Check. So yeah, that was uh, those were the boys. Holy buckets! I just wanted to back it up a little bit. I know we got into kind of your first and second deployments there. Uh, roll it back to basic. 
Uh, is, is it basic with the Army? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Boot camp is Marine Corps and Navy. I have basic two sisters in the Marine and a brother-in-law in the Marine Corps. And if I go basic, I get my yeah, you get full. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I was sitting there today, like, writing questions up, like, is it basic or boot camp? God, I hope I don't get kicked in the head. Yeah, it's all <laughs> yeah, it's like Army, Army and Air Force call their medics doc. And in the Marine Corps, they call them, or in the Navy, they call them corpsmen. Corpsmen, yeah. 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 So, I mean, what was... You know, we kind of touch base on, you know, your family seeing you leave for the first time. You know, you hit basic. I mean, what was going through your head on that first day? Eh, for basic? Know, it's, it's, for basic? You know, what's really funny is we're all laughing because basic training, for those who are thinking about joining and everything else, basic is this daunting task that's going to scare the shit out of them and everything else. But really, as you go along, it's like the weakest of all the schools that you go through. It's like, basic uh, was, I thought yeah. basic was fun. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I mean, I did it down at Fort Benning, so it was, it, yeah. it, it was it, oh, oh, and by the way, like, no matter where anyone does basic, it's like the hardest place ever yep. to do it. So <laughs> yep. Everybody you know, has the, their basic stories. Right? There. So, you mean, basic training is basic training. You go down there, and, it's, and for a lot of kids, if you're 18, 19 years old, it's your first time away from home. Everybody has that, uh, has that vision of their head. It's full metal jacket when they're going down. It's not like that. It's not like that. Maybe the first yeah. day, but the rest of it, right. actually, you know, I loved basic. Looking back on it, I would it, yeah. do it again. I had fun. There was a lot of stupid shit that I, that sucked about it, you know? It's like, you know, just the, the mind games that they fuck with you. But looking back on it, God, that shit was funny. It was hilarious. The shit that they oh, pulled yeah. on us was some of the funniest stuff I have yep. ever I just, seen in my and life. And the thing is, is later on, as you, as you become a leader, like you become a sergeant, you become yep. an NCO, and so and you pull some of that shit. That those, oh, yeah. Know, those DIs. I yeah, used the, the, the same the same shit that my drill sergeants told me. I used that on my soldiers all so, the yeah, fucking man, time. Yeah, you know? Actually, when I, went, when I went through basic training, they could still hit you. You know, they would still oh, yeah. be able to hit mm-hmm. you. Yeah, my, my battle buddy got hit. Yeah, that fucking haul off and God, cold cock your shit, fuck. you know. And, um, and nowadays, you know, and I think supposedly, it's, it's supposedly stress uh, cards and shit, stress cards and all that other stuff, you know. So we always make fun of the kids who, who, who can't. Yeah, you fucking slack dog <laughs> maggot motherfucker. But it's it's the same thing that the the guys that were before us though they were saying the same things about us like oh basic oh, was yeah, so fucking sure. easy when you went through you know it's just so Absolutely. it's it, yeah, it's, it's all a natural game, you know? stuff yeah. man but I had fun I, I, I still it. remember I had I had a drill sergeant drill sergeant Montez and he was from freaking Mexico or anything no he hated all the other Mexican guys man I mean he treated them like crap you know but he treated everybody like crap but he treated the Mexican guys worse than anybody yeah. else you know so you'd be standing down there on the pad doing some cleaning boots or cleaning weapons or whatever you know, doing everything Joe Sergeant Montez would come in there he, he had a really heavy accent so you couldn't understand him you know and he'd come out there and you know you're like what the fuck <laughs> all the other Mexican dudes would start down and get down and start doing push ups we're like oh I got it I know what he's doing <laughs> yeah. that's Spanish for yeah, fucking Spanish get down for get down and beat your face you know? although, although this is a crazy one Penny I don't know if I told you this one but when we were at the DMCU or at the 101st Airborne yeah the the guy that I went to basic training with, he was an E6. He was a ranger at the time, and he was like that, you know, the typical DI ranger who, yeah. you know, everybody fears. He was the 18th Airborne Corps Command Sergeant Major when we were at the. That was your fucking drill sergeant? Yes, twenty. That dude that couldn't memorize later. a fucking. No, no, thing. no, 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 no. He he left just before the other, the 18th Airborne Corps. Uh, CSM came in, but his picture was everywhere down at, at Fort Campbell. Oh, you said 18. Okay, I was thinking I was thinking the the no, 101st not, not, Division not, Sergeant Major. No, no, not 101st. Okay. No, no, some Samoan guy. 
and I that saw was your fucking drill yes. sergeant. Yes, the guy that came and talked to us in the fucking. Uh, no, 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 no. That was the hundred first guy. Uh, okay, but but here's how here's how basic training goes. Even though we say it's bullshit and it's easy and whatever, um, it's not easy. Well, it's Don't not, wrong. It's it's not, not easy, easy, but it's bullshit. Part of it. So. If you have any, but, here, of but here's how it goes. Yeah. So, would, would sorry to interrupt. Would you guys say like Steve was talking? There's that hump that you reach in basic. Yeah. yeah would yeah. you guys agree with? Yeah. That? Once you get once you get over that first two three weeks, oh, yeah. then then you it's like away. then you start getting to know the drill sergeants. They know which ones are shitheads. <laughs> I mean, and it's pretty obvious that ne- neither of none of us three were complete shitheads. I mean, I was kind of, but you know, oh, yeah. once they realize that if you're if you're a shithead, then they're gonna fucking ride you like it's no tomorrow. But if you actually have a half a chance, half a chance to succeed in the military. They're gonna fucking push you in the right direction, you know? right? Uh, yeah. So, but, so going back to the story. So this guy, and going back to basic training, and we say it's not all that hard, but it's kind of hard. But whatever. When we're sitting in the defac down at Fort Campbell, and I saw that motherfucker, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that is my basic training drill sergeant. I will admit, like a little bit of me was like. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yo. Like, I hope well, he doesn't show up. Even though I'm a lieutenant colonel at the time. Yeah, you all rank that fucker by, like, <laughs> by, by, by a bit. But I would love to at least talk to him. Yeah. But at the same time, it'd be like, yes, sir, major. Right. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Well, you know, they locked up in parade rest. <laughs> they're like, you know, you go from high school to all of a sudden you're or you were a little older when you went in. But, yeah. you know, we were both right out of high school. And it's like you go from fucking living with your parents and all of a sudden next thing you know, you got some asshole screaming in your face all the time, you know, and it's still like I still remember all my drill sergeants. I remember their names. I remember their fucking personalities. I remember the one guy saying, "Men, what did I fucking told you?" I'm like, I don't even know what that fucking means, but I'm gonna listen to you now. You know, and, I, it reminded me of football camp. Is what yeah. it reminded me of you know because I played football when I was in high school and stuff. Oh, it's totally. Like it that. was, it yeah, was yeah. straight up like football camp, yeah, man. And, you know, like, and it was like, oh, this is. Ex- I, I've been here before. I know exactly. Yeah, some fuck I became head. PG. I was freaking PG for most of my time. Some fucking guy do a shit. Uh, what is, all uh, what is PG? PG is platoon guide. So they pick one guy out. So how it happened with me is they decided to do an inspection. And you were old and as shit. I was old as shit. <laughs> and, um, so so uh, the, the for, for reference, old as shit is what? Like two years older than everybody? So he's like 22. <laughs> <laughs> I, was 20, I was 22 when I hit. And so... Um, <laughs> the drill sergeant, all four of them up there, our senior drill sergeant, which was just this mean motherfucker, drill sergeant Matt Barnes. Yeah, he SF fucking Ranger Tab Infantry. He had the oh, triple canopy. He's ready yeah. to go. He's, yeah, he was ready to go. He was and you're all fearing him, dude. He looked at us when we hit the freaking when we went to go do the um the the gas chamber, you know. And so he came out there and he goes, any one of you fuckers get close to me, I'll drop kick your shit. <laughs> he goes, you're not getting boogers on me today. <laughs> yeah. And he did. Yeah. One kid, this kid named Evil Sizer came running straight out, just acting like a floppy chicken, ah, screaming and stuff, boogers down to his knees. Oh, the gas and chambers three. at the, the, the tear gas? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, where they expose you to see us gas. It's fun, man. It's, it's fun, fun as shit, dude. I was sick when I hit it. I, I, you I weren't sick, sick when you were done. <laughs> you were not sick when you were done because it extracts every single amount ounce of mucus that you have in your body, and it, oh, it's great. It's the best cure for a cold. Oh, ever. yeah. But yeah, drill sergeant. Pass that on my family that's obsessed with the neti pots. You're good to go, man. But yeah, senior drill sergeant Matt Barnes. Yeah, mean as fuck, man. Well, yeah. Good times of it. Freaking, yeah, so they decided to do this inspection, and we're sitting up in the barracks there, and they're going through everybody's freaking... 
everybody's um, uh, lot wall locker, and they're just they're taking it. They're throwing stuff. We were up on the very top floor. We were on the four, third floor there. Um, they were throwing stuff out the windows, tying it with freaking um, bed sheets, tying shit together, and they'd take a wall locker, tie it all with sheets, and throw it out the window and stuff. So you had to freaking pull it back in, which was a motherfucker to do, you know. But um, because they were like, don't let that hit the ground. Don't let that hit the ground. You know, and so you're pulling it. Well, they did shitty knots. So obviously your wall locker, bam, you know, and fell down and stuff. And um, so they got to me and I was just like, oh, crap, here we go. You know, well, I had I had already spent some time with the unit because that was back in the days. That was before the RSP days, mm-hmm. you know, but they sent you to a basic training. They did. So when you first joined the guard, they would send you to Fort McCoy and um, they'd give you like this little weekend. RSP, yeah. Yeah, it was the precursor to RSP. Which is actually a good program. Yeah, it's a really good program. But they sent you down to Fort McCoy and you did a weekend of basic training. They had drill sergeants and they, they treated like like hell. You did a PT test and all this other stuff. So I kind of knew what to expect. You know, so I got in there and I had folded up all my clothes. Mm-hmm. I dressed right, dressed them, did all my stuff right in a row. <laughs> and uh, drill sergeant Juliana, he got out there and he opened up my my wall locker and he's like, God damn. This looks all right. <laughs> Everybody make your wall locker look like this. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then you're like, like, oh, I think oh, shit. I did something right. Now I'm expected. <laughs> fuck. Well, what'd you do to me, you cocksucker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get called out on the good end either. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be so invisible. Everybody else, invisible. In my, everybody else in the platoon's like, cocksucker. We're going to get you later. Like, I had no idea, man. So everybody had to come over and inspect my wall locker and make it look exactly like mine. And two days later, I got pulled in. They gave me the little red armband, and I was made PG of the freaking, which sucks. Being made PG sucks because any guy in the platoon fucks up, and you're doing push-ups. Yep, for him, and it's you your know? fault. Yep, hey, you know fault. what? That's just like OCS. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you were ready for OCS right at that moment <laughs> as, as an E1. Wait, in OCS, didn't you guys fucking go sit on the beach and do a no. bunch of fucking bullshit? No, no, no. Have it, what, what, every day? No, what Josh OCS just said. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, <laughs> I mean, don't, don't let him fucking kid you. They lived in their nice we fucking did. apartments. It's true. <laughs> but beyond that, what Josh just described was like, he was ready for OCS because that's exactly what it's OCS a technique is. that they use. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's all it's all psychological. It's, it, it's all to see who can fucking handle yep. a it's little like, bit of stress. Okay, it, that's really all it is. The funnest guys, the funnest guys, are the guys who can't handle it, man. Because you see people lose their shit. I mean, just like crying, fucking. <laughs> Two days later, they go AWOL, and then three days later, they come back because they found them at some bus station or, or yeah, you know, Tennessee and some shit. <laughs> or the or the funnest is Getting people don't, who don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are always my favorite because they, they really can fucking make your fucking day. Just listen to them they fucking go off. I mean. Somebody tells them to do something, they don't give a fuck. They're, you mean, what are you going to make me? What are you going to make me? And then fucking you watch the hilarity ensue and the drill sergeants just <laughs> tear them apart. You mean, mm. you mean a complete, it is a total, like if you take a slice, you know how you like slice cheese or you, you see, you, know, you take a slice of America and then you put them into that freaking, <laughs> into there. That's what basic training is. And then you try them all, try to get them all doing the same thing, which is a very hard thing to do, herding cats. Yeah. You know, it is it is a very difficult thing to do, you know. So you got a lot of respect for these drill sergeants after you're done with basic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. After you get in a little couple of years of experience. And, you're like, and then you get the guys who are like, I want to be a drill sergeant. You know, you're, uh, no. you're up out of your fucking mind. What's <laughs> the matter with you, you know? But, yeah. And the, compared to the training that you do later on, 
you know, like once you get to your unit and you're out there and you're doing training you know, and you got a lieutenant out, who's out there and he's like, hey, there's a swamp. Let's go sleep in it. <laughs> you know, it's called I did not you. do that. You know, <laughs> no, you, no did, you did. But I know a certain didn't. company commander that did. The it biggest thing me. that you ever did. <laughs> uh -oh. The biggest thing that you ever did. Here's where beef comes out. <laughs> we're on, thing, we're on air. That's why you're like, on separate sides yeah, of the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one thing that you did that my respect level went like this, and I'm not kissing your oh, ass or oh, anything. Oh, great. So we were yes. in Germany. We were in Germany. Yeah. We were tangling with the first ID, and we had gone on that mission, and you were like, they had told you, obviously, that they didn't want you to go. So he comes back over, and he robs a freaking 249 from some kid. And he comes back, and he's like, hey, I'm going on this mission, guys. And we're like, we were told you're not supposed to go on this. He's like, yeah, but I'm a fucking private. <laughs> he goes, treat me like a private. Just treat me like a private. And so we did. We treated him like a private. You know, made so him carry all our shit. Made him carry all our shit. <laughs> and he took it. He took it. How far into that did you regret? Why did I say this? <laughs> None of it. I mean, to be honest with you, it's because it's like, sometimes you just want to fucking play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because later on we got into this huge freaking... Oh, my God. It was a blank it was awesome. It was a blank firefight, you know, but he's sitting there, and I remember seeing him over there. He's like, can I shoot at him yet? And I'm like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Shoot at him. <laughs> yeah. So he starts shooting at him. All these first ID guys are running around. Like, ah, you know, they're trying to figure shit out. You know? I, I did play the role. And to be honest with you, it was liberating because I'm like, I don't want to fucking make any decisions. Yeah. Like, I'm just a fucking nobody. I'm right, you get to just hook. play. You don't have to You don't have to over. I don't have to do nothing. I'm not going to get blamed for nothing either. So, like, you just here. point and shoot. Yeah, that, that, that was that night we were freaking out walking around. We only had one set of freaking night vision goggles, right? So we had one NVGs and they were the old monocle ones, you know. So we come up. Yeah, well, they Germany took care had, of us. Germany <laughs> had freaking just. It was this huge amount of freaking boar hogs. Everywhere you went, there was boar hogs, you know, and they were mean as fuck. All oh, those ones suck. So we go up this big hill, and I'm I'm on point. So I get up there, and I got the NVGs, and I'm walking up, and I get up, and I look over the hill, you know. I'm not trying to profile myself. I'm doing everything right. Yeah. You know? So I just kind of peek over, and there's this huge. It had to be 300 pounds boar hog, you know, <laughs> sitting there. He's rooting around on the ground looking for something. Snorting so, and shit. Yeah, just. Yeah. All right, fuck this. I like, no let's go that way. <laughs> so I sit down. Everybody stops when my platoon sergeant Mark Ball. Uh, well, Mark Ball comes on. What the fuck is your fucking problem? What the fuck? Are you, why didn't you fucking go? We're supposed to hit this. Fucking blah. And I'm like, and blah, and blah. So blah. I take blah. off the freaking, I take off the stupid freaking, uh, hand it to him. I'm like, take a peek over that freaking ridge right there. Just look over the lip. Yeah. So he gets, out, he puts them on. He freaking adjusts them real quick. He looks over. Let's go the other way. Sits back down. Yeah, we'll sit here for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, on that Germany trip, there's those warthogs. They were fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. I remember like. One of the culminating exercises where things got really intense, and you guys remember that that one of those last missions, and it was it was fun. I mean, it's like war stories shit, but uh, I was with an FO, and we're like trying to get into position. We just jump into this hole, and it's just me and him. And he was he was actually one of those mentor guys, so he was like from Germany, yeah. so it wasn't mm -hmm. he wasn't a Wisconsin guy. And uh, but he knew we were do he knew we we knew what the fuck we were doing, so he was yeah. a cool guy, but. We're just sitting in this hole and we're like observing and, I, and I'm like, what is that? And he looks at me and it's like, did you drop ass? I'm like, no, I didn't drop ass. 
He's like, oh, I like how you just whispered shit. that. I know. I think they caught it on. I think, oh, yeah, I think they it, did. Yeah. yeah, I think they caught it. But anyways, he's like, oh, shit, dude. I'm like, why? What's up? We're like, we're in a warthog den. den yeah. <laughs> like, we fell in. We were like, it was beautiful for covering and concealment. Yeah. But it smelled like pig shit. Because right. <laughs> it was full. Because it was pig shit. shit. It was full of pig shit. You need a shit bot. <laughs> you need a shit bot. Yeah. We need a shit bot. Yes. And for those yes. who didn't listen to previous yes. uh, listen to episode 270 of the Department of Offense. And, uh, <laughs> you will learn about it hard. Plugging it hard. That's what you call a bridging moment. Wait, now, now we can't make any money, right? Right. No, no, no. Germany, no. You just made though. episode 270 a bunch of money. Hopefully. <laughs> right. Germany was the, by far the most fun. That was the funnest was training the funnest exercise I've ever been the training environment that we ever did. I wouldn't even see training. I would say over the three deployments that I've done, I've been to Korea, I've been to a bunch of places. Yeah. I, fucking Germany was the bomb. That was the funnest time I've ever had. I went with, so Josh gave a shout out a little bit ago to a couple of our buddies, but Tibbs, the guy who yep. didn't know about, Tibbs. but yeah. <laughs> Tibbs, but the, the, there's there's a couple of guys that were the most influential when it comes to leaders that I've ever had, and one of them was you know obviously dickhead across the table from me, Corey. <laughs> That's me. Um, but the other one was Chris Hendrickson. Meathead, you yeah, guys meathead. all. Meathead is. Yeah, just give a shout big, out to Meathead. Yeah. Gotta give a shout out to Meathead. Shit, just, I'm sorry. Meathead. I learned more from that fucker. Of he was, a, he was, how to be a soldier, and B, how to not get demoted, because that fucker's been demoted and promoted more times than <laughs> he, fucking anyone. He knows. actually, he actually pointed it out to me because as a lieutenant colonel, he's like, you know, I've been promoted more times than you. Yeah. And he's like E seven. I'm like, how do you figure? Well, I've been demoted many, many times. <laughs> I think he's lost rank like four or five times, and, and well, still keeps more than that. This guy is the best fucking soldier you know. I've ever met in my life. You break glass in time of war for exactly. this fucking guy. Exactly. This guy that's, has that's no tact dude. whatsoever. But anyway, I learned more from this guy. And no Meathead. bullshit. I learned more from this guy and about being a soldier. He was the best soldier. dude to have in a bar fight. Oh my god, god this guy had you back. Fucking having a bar fight. Oh, like we should six, tell that six, story. Like three hundred pounds, you know. Uh, but anyway, so. I, I was with him that whole Germany deploy that whole Germany rotation and all we did was just walk. We walked in a straight fucking yeah. line, not tactical whatsoever. We just walked and flushed out Ranger piece, and it was just the funnest fucking time. All we did was get into like fake firefights, you know, training firefights and shit like that. But so we were we would sleep for like two hours a day or three hours a day and we would fucking go. We'd come back, sleep for ten minutes, go if you fucking got, if you got killed though, you got put in the dead Put in the pool. Deadpool. That was the so funnest fucking there was time these ever. Two guys, Mark, uh Ramy and Nelson and freaking they had got put in Deadpool. Chris got killed for for whatever reason. So he got put we're in We're talking Deadpool. all ta- this is all back in Germany, so it's all yeah, this is not like we're not actually dead yet. We're all sitting in the Deadpool. I'd gotten killed too. Well, the only thing that he had to do there was eat MREs and freaking smoke cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes. Well, we ran out of tobacco. Oh, you know? no. <laughs> ran out of cigarettes. We, we didn't ran out, out of tobacco. No, we ran out of tobacco. Yeah, you were there, too, yeah. Mission critical. So mission this critical. Problem. Yeah, we this were, shit is we a were problem. Red. We were red. It was, it was a problem. Black. We're black we on were tobacco, black. not red. So we had this guy, Van Birch. Smoked a pipe. he smoked a pipe. So he had this, like, three Ziploc baggies full of pipe tobacco, all right? And so we were we like, you got any cigarettes? You got any cigarettes? You got any cigarettes? No, 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 no. So then in the MREs is this little wad of shit paper that comes with, you know? So this one, <laughs> I think it was Rainy who came up with it. He comes up, he's like, hey, dude, I'll twist one up. Birch, give me some of that pipe tobacco. So he starts rolling up pipe tobacco cigarettes. 
We were fine. Uh, <laughs> we were good. Our lungs oh, were yeah. fucking hurting because we were smoking hurting. shit paper, dude. <laughs> that was the time that I figured that, that stupid movie, The Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. So, Hendo, yeah. no, Hendo's a big fucking obnoxious ogre, right? This guy is like fucking. I don't cute. know any of those. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Right? <laughs> so, this fucking guy is sound asleep in his tent. He wakes up and fucking these guys. So, we Blair Witch Blair Project, Project, his you know, fucking little. It wasn't even a tent. Twig, they Blair Witch Project is who. Yeah. Had all the little rocks and shit, had little stick figures hanging out. He fucking wakes up. And I've never actually seen this guy scared ever in anything except for that fucking day. He looks around and he's like, What the fuck? I'm gonna All kill he sees, you. He's, he's, he's like ready to fucking murder people because his Blair Witch Project everywhere outside his fucking little hooch and shit. And, but that's the kind of fucking shit that we did. That was the that was the fun part. That was like my favorite part of the military was Tori's letting shit in himself. After yeah, he yeah pro, eat, eating an entire box of power bars because he didn't want them to melt. Fucking Tori Sletton. And then all of a sudden he comes around. And he's like, Penny, check it out, dude. I shit my pants. And fucking running around with his pants around his ankles. Uh, shit running yeah. down his leg. It's like Shitbot 2020 right and the way there. The right? you talked, you thought like you meet, you meet Tori, you think he was he played for the other team, you right? Know? So he's like, oh my god, something like this has never What's happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Doesn't matter. Okay. We can oh, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So like, we're we're at about an hour now. Okay. Um, and so we we have a couple of options. One, we can just keep fucking going. Keep going, man. Oh, we yeah, can, yeah, we can talk. And the other option is you guys can come back another time, or we can do both. We can keep going, and you guys can come. I'm back. all for both. It's, I it's I'm, all, I'm, I'm having fun, man. This is fun. <laughs> I don't have to report until seven a.m. tomorrow. So. Me neither. Same here. <laughs> Yeah, I got an eight, so I got an hour. Yeah, we're good. I don't work until ten because I'm a software developer. I don't know what you call it in the army, but up north of eight, we call that ten ply. Well, he's gonna go into work. This guy's gonna go into work, and he's like, "I got a great idea." Well, if he's an IT guy like me, that means that you know, reporting me is just logging in. I came up. Yeah, pretty much. I can do that from wherever. Scrum is at ten thirty. I'm good. Let's keep going. Let's just. I'm having fun, man. Thanks for tuning in to episode two of Dear America Podcast. Uh, we will be back in next time for part two with Corey, Josh, and Penny. Make sure to give me a like and follow on Instagram. You can find me at Dear America Podcast to stay up to date with future episodes. And to and you can also uh, follow us on Twitch and watch the live recordings. And if you look in the show description, if you're a veteran and you're in a bad spot, I do have the crisis hotline on there. Uh, please give them a call if you need help or reach out to a friend, family member, or battle buddy. I uh, appreciate it, folks, and we will catch you next time.